Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Picked Up, the TV Pilot Review Podcast. My name is Rich Camalucci. I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, downloading, streaming, doing that damn thing you do. Um, yeah, every week here, every other week, should I say, uh, me and a guest, we watch a, a different pilot episode of a TV show. Um, and we talk about it and decide ultimately whether or not we'd pick that son of a bitch up as a person, as a network, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. Um, I, my heart is broken. Because in full transparency, we did this in person, live, and it was glorious. It was delightful. It was it was one of it was one of the best things I've ever put on a microphone, and I was I damn near cried afterwards with joy <laughs> when we were done recording. And after I fucked it up, I cried not tears of sadness, <laughs> but tears of rage. I'm an idiot <laughs> that acted like he hasn't podcasted before. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why instead of across the table from me, it's over Skype joining me this week on Picked Up is Osmond Kenazawas. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great here in uh, Fidel Castro's guest house, which is uh, Miami, Florida, <laughs> and enjo- enjoying the, the weather. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was just uh, down there getting a touch of that Florida weather, man. It is, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cute little gimmick. Yeah, this is just crisp seventy four degrees right now, clear skies. So it's quite a bit of change from last week when I was uh, sitting in nineteen degree weather. That's pretty pretty nice. <laughs> um, well, you know what? This does give us the opportunity, the chance to uh, to be a little bit more up to date. We can actually be like a little bit more culturally relevant on this episode, um, Very true. you know. So, per customary, per custom, I, I'm brain dead. I forgot how to use words. <laughs> I, I helped uh, produce and host the Gainesville Improv Festival this past weekend, and um, and my brain is just fried uh, from eating and drinking like I was fucking twenty again, and I'm not. It- <laughs> yeah, I saw you. Uh, I saw you posted a pic at Publix. How awesome was that? Get back into the Bogo mix. My God, dude, I was bad in Bogo, dude. <laughs> bad in Bogo. That is great. <laughs> that is great. Um, Little amigos for everybody. That's awesome. Oh my God, are you kidding me, man? Um, that was definitely our unofficial anthem of the weekend too. Was Migos bad and bougie? Like. <laughs> I realized that song came out like months ago, but mother fuck was the first chance I've had a ch- an opportunity to really like absorb it. And we, and we just, man. Yeah. There's nothing like, there's nothing like boozing and listening to some bad and bougie to get your night going. You know, it definitely helps. We were getting our morning started with it. Nice. <laughs> That's we, how you do it. <laughs> I don't know if this is an exaggeration. We may have listened to that song like 500 times. Wow. It was, yeah. It was when you got the juice, you got the juice, man. You gotta use whatever stop. you can. <laughs> Raindrop, drop top, drop top. Gonna go <laughs> not crack, pop, pop. Anyway, uh, that's at least what I'm. I've been obsessed with lately. Uh, but as I was gonna say, per custom, Osman, my dude, what you watching? 
Oh man, a few things, a few things. Uh, I was lucky enough, I should say, to be able to watch that Super Bowl yesterday. I thought it was, thought it was quite great. Uh, <laughs> the impossible happened, you know. Well, I guess not the impossible, no, was, but the. Uh... Well, what was impossible about that? We've seen that <laughs> five other times, four other times. We've been watching guess... that same game for sixteen years, man. <laughs> I understand, but not not the way it happened yesterday. It was literally. Like we were, I was, I was watching it with a couple of friends and we did like, uh, you know, the drinking games, like after every quarter, after every turnover, you know, Brad takes a shot and stuff like that. And as time progressed, you know, 28 to three heading in to the second half, I'm like, there's no way, you know, that's it. Tom Brady's finally met his day, you know, and, uh, sure enough, man, sure enough, they figured out a way to come back and, and just at least I, I find it this way. At least we play them twice a year, you know, and. At least we know we're getting beat by the Super Bowl champion. At least most of the time. At least we get the good, the good uh, defensive battles. Being at, a Dolphins fan, and be like, oh, at least we got beat by the champs, you know. At, <laughs> so it's all good. At least we know there's a chance we're losing to the Super Bowl <laughs> champions every year. Every awesome. year, yeah. Great. I've, Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, it's what you have to get used to being a South Florida sports fan down here, especially after D Wade left. It's like, oh well, my goodness. No, it's what we did get used to. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm tired of it. Yeah, I, that's very true. Ugh, I was on a I was on a plane when that game started, <laughs> and we landed. We touched down. Use a turn of phrase. And the the captain announced that it was twenty one nothing, Atlanta Falcons, and I'm like, huzzah, hooray! <laughs> It is truly going to be the year of Atlanta. They're crushing it this year between Donald Glover's Atlanta, which have you watched yet at all? I need to get on it. I still have not. Get I still have not. It. I need to get on it. Watch it just to to give Atlanta a, a win again because they need it. Just <laughs> they, give them, show yeah. them some love uh, between that and and me and Migos, bad and bougie. Like, Migos, yeah, you got to do it. It's like the year of Atlanta, or it was a fucking post to be. And uh, and so they say like, oh, they're winning twenty one nothing, and I clap. Several other people on this Airbus clap, and there's this father and son sitting right next to me, and like throughout the flight, I hear them having like. Like, really good, like, father-son conversations. Like, this kid's asking his dad, like, inquisitive questions. And fucking, his dad's giving, like, fucking solid answers and shit like that. Like, I'm nominating this dude for dad of the year right now. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, like, get him his fucking mug. And, <laughs> and and so I'm like, cool, man. This is really nice. This is, like, a heartwarming thing to see and, and experience. And then uh, the kid, after they make that announcement, he's like, I'm glad about that because the Patriots are just not, they're just cheaters. All they do is cheat to win. I'm just like, <laughs> it's my boy. This is a good family. Adopt me. Adopt this 30 year old. Uh, and then like fucking like five minutes later, uh, like we're still taxing or whatever. And then the kid just starts like fucking listing off cast members of Hamilton. Like it's no fucking. And like, which characters play the other characters in the second act and shit. I'm like, oh, this kid's the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your name? <laughs> I'm, 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 
can can I have this kid on my podcast? <laughs> For real. I would I could just see you approaching the kid's dad like hey, I really find your son interesting. You mind if I uh <laughs> he comes over and speaks on my podcast? <laughs> it reminds me of that league episode when they're trying to get the Oracle when they try to get the kid <laughs> from his dad it's just a yank about the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh but yeah, other than uh other than that glorious, you know, football game yesterday, because I thought it was great. Well, I think the fact that uh Arthur Blank went down on the field to He's watch the rest of the game. The <laughs> no, but he was in the box the whole game. And then once they took a nice cruising lead, he went down there to try to watch a win and celebrate. And you just see as time is progressing and Brady's driving down the field, his face just going away, just disappearing. <laughs> and and his wife is just looking up at him, like holding him close. And I just felt so bad. I was like, poor guy. He looks like he's part of Haunted Mansion already with that pinstripe suit. He's just going to go home and just, you know, just be miserable. <laughs> we... <laughs> So we we land and we're like leaving the airport around like the halftime show. So I missed the halftime show. I know Lady Gaga like fucking recreated Spider-Man turn off the dark or some shit. <laughs> Yo, for real. Like she it was, was like, jumping off fucking cliffs or whatever. Jumping off everywhere, bro. Everywhere there was somewhere to jump off of. She was jumping off that shit. That All shit I know is, is like you <laughs> work. Everyone was showing me every Lady Gaga halftime show slash wrestling meme there was. Uh, and I love them all. But so afterwards, I was flying with Rudy Mendoza of a uh, friend of the show and of our father. Yeah, I love and, that guy. Uh, cool. We go to get a bite to eat and we go to this Vietna- Vietnamese restaurant that neither of us has tried before. And we get giant bowls of pho. And it is good pho. Osmond, you ever that, had pho that, before? That pork belly? You got the pork belly in that bad boy? Man, it was steak. Brisket, Ooh. meatballs, good stuff, man. Um, and they have the games on. It's an empty, a huge restaurant, empty as hell. And it, we get there for the fourth quarter. And Rudy doesn't watch football like like we watch football, or have for the past, you know, all of our lives. Yeah. So he doesn't know what's about to happen. <laughs> But I know every single fucking thing that's about to happen. <laughs> and bless his heart, he's just sitting there. He's just surprised. And I'm just cursing at the television. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> For whatever reason, all the staff were super stoked that the Patriots won. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could just imagine sitting next to you watching this football game. I would, I would have... <laughs> I would have literally died because it would have been the most hilarious thing. Because that that one time where you see Matt Ryan get sacked with a sack fumble, and I'm just like, they're gonna do it. Like I looked up, I looked at, looked at my girlfriend. I was like, they're gonna do it. They're gonna pull it out somehow. Even with the missed field goal, I mean the missed extra point by Gaskowski, they're still gonna pull it out somehow. And sure enough, bro, as time expires, they're just doing it, no. doing the Tom Brady thing. The guys are. The guy's a worthless piece of crap the first three quarters of the game and then ends up winning Super Bowl MVP and throwing for the most yards in Super Bowl history. So that, well, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> at least he's uh, at least we all know he's a garbage piece of shit human being. Down who he is. So, like, you know, we can always follow back on the fact that he's a piece of fucking garbage piece of shit. Um, uh, when I knew that they were going to fucking win was when Edelman made that. He made the, the, the fucking David Tyree. Type stew catch. He, he made the, the the fucking helmet catch 
look like fucking a, a game a, 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 a front yard game a catch between a father that father and son I was sitting next to. I can just feel the frustration in your voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm flustered 24 hours after the fact. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm, I'm here watching it in slow motion. The guy's being held by two defenders. Another defender just happens to be under him that gives him the cushion to keep the ball in the air. It's just like, it was how deflected? in the world? He, and then he caught it twice. <laughs> I, what, the, the fucking... What the... So Patriots. It's just so Patriots. And of course, like all Boston fans are talking all that trash, saying I was reading Twitter and it was just like, oh, thank God they have Garoppolo through three quarters. And then as soon as the game's over, Tom Brady, the greatest ever live. I hope he never retires. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You guys are the worst. The story Boston was, fans. Sorry. No offense. But you guys suck. The story <laughs> was, 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 would have been so easy to read, like so predictable no matter what happened. Patriots won. Like. Brady's the best. Belichick's the best. Fuck you, Goodell. You'll never keep us down. <laughs> oh, that was great. The handshake. The Goodell giving him a handshake at the end of the game. Oh, <laughs> it's just, God. Like, it was just Every so great. Every fucking Patriots fan probably had the shittiest, most fucking drunken Irish boner like that. <laughs> oh, God. I, and if they lost, it would have been like, well, Brady's fucking, you know, 40-something, but he's actually secretly 62, so it's still amazing. <laughs> and if we had Gronkowski, we would have won that game by 80 points. And, 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 and you know, fucking whatever. Like, it's just everyone ugh, fucking, fucking stick your dick in some Dunkin' Donuts or something. I don't fucking care. <laughs> stick your dick in some Dunkin' Donuts. What did I? What did I fucking text you afterwards? I just hate them so much. Yeah, we, I mean, we've only been dealing with their dominance of the AFC East for I want to say the last like sixteen years. I want to know if I can go back in time to prevent anything, it would be to prevent Drew Bledsoe's injury in two thousand and one. Yep. Ever since then, has been history. It's been history. Or, though, no, I mean, I think I think Bill Belichick was supposed to go to the Jets and then somehow ended up going to the Patriots. So I guess that was a it would have been screwed either way. So yeah, that was, that was <laughs> at least at least it's not the Jets. That would have been. Oh, that would have, I don't know if I could deal with life that, if the Jets were this dominant super team for the rest of my life. That would have been worse. <laughs> but like what happened now is like we grew up never having to worry about the Patriots. And then the Bills, they had their they had their time, but like it was always sort of le- sort of like an even match. Like we get ours, they get theirs. They mm-hmm. fucked up four Super Bowls. They're like the Andy. Yeah, Bulls. they <laughs> sure did. And, Poor and Jim no matter Kelly. if the Jets were good or not, that was always our primary focus of hatred. As long as we beat the Jets, exactly. successful season. It's all exactly. that matters. It's the saddest shit ever. <laughs> but you're right. It's true. And the then the Patriots had to go come along and 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 like here's the problem is we have to divide our efforts now. We can't just yeah. oh, whatever. I'm it's I'm seriously good. I I'm do you have, say whatever else you have to say. I literally have no more left in me. Blast Patriots. 
Esque thing I want to say is just the internet going so wild that I see all these pictures of Aaron Hernandez and it's like the moment you realize you could have played at multiple Super Bowls and make forty million dollars and all you had to do is not kill three people. That <laughs> that, that was a great one. That and me just like the internet just has no shame. I mean, I, I, it sucks that we're in an era where nobody can escape the internet and everything's bound to it. But at the same time, you have these just gems of people who just are on the on the money with just coming up with funny memes and shit to look at on the internet like well, right away that just makes things great. And and also, uh, on the same token, uh, don't kill people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. Uh, quote to live by: Don't kill people. That'll I'm probably get sure, you ahead somewhere. <laughs> pretty sure getting memed is the least of our internet problems right now. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, but uh, now that we're moving the, on, so, well, what were some of the commercials that stood out to you? Because that's like the other oh, okay. big thing. What do you? Yeah, what this you is got a good thing. There? Good thing that we're watching here. All right, so. I found this year's commercials were trash to me. I think like it, you maybe had a handful of actual real great ones. Then you had ones that just like threw you out the loop. So I'll start with uh, the first thing that caught my attention was the Skittles commercial. I don't know if you saw it mm-hmm. or did you did you catch that one? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, that one was pretty I, the pretty one entertaining. Thing I did do was go back today and watch all the commercials. Oh, okay. So, so you you definitely uh you definitely had that going. So I had the Skittles one making me making me laugh. Mr. Clean commercial, that thing, that was just great. The the Mr. Clean Mr. one definitely caught me the, off guard. Yeah, it caught the, me off guard for the, sure. Uh, the Skittles one was just like a regular Skittles commercial, though, which, like, good for them. <laughs> like, yeah, not, I was I was upset that Marshawn Lynch didn't 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 roll through there. That would have been yeah. great if Marshawn Lynch was one of the people catching Skittles. That would have been amazing. That would have been pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, what threw me over the wall and just – didn't explain anything was that 84 lumber commercial where you, the mexicans it, making their journey oh my god i swear on everything i didn't even mean sure. that mm-hmm. yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that is awful i feel like a terrible human being now but uh no, yeah, they uh, <laughs> that definitely. I was just like, "What is? Is this for real?" Like, I felt, <laughs> I felt like this can't be happening. And of all people, it was eighty four lumber that that promoted the commercial, and I was just like, "Okay, um, that was interesting." Did, uh, uh, did you see the the uncut like original version of it? No, no, no. I heard you had to go to their website to watch the rest of it. I just hadn't. I didn't get around to doing yeah, that. Yeah, because I I heard about this actually earlier that weekend that um that Fox actually like declined their commercial for being too political which mm-hmm. fuck that yeah for real like, i i get that they have to do that but as me saying it fuck that um nah. it was a it was a cool commercial like the commercials this year sort of like fell in like three categories like sort of making you know a nice statement and like putting themselves out there as like a company mm-hmm. to, to you know kind of like hey saying Hey, be let's all be good to each other, and by each all of each other, we mean all of each other. Yep, uh, I, I saw that. The other category uh, was um a very small group that uh, of commercials that were actually like entertaining and funny. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the categories, the uh, the third category was just everyone else being fucking whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, sure, the commercials looked. Very nice. They were very beautiful. I'm sure you put a lot of money into them. Uh, 
Wix. I know you put a lot of money into your fucking Jason Statham Gal Gadot commercials, but like, <laughs> Yo, for real. there was a fucking Weather Guard commercial that was the same fucking thing, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, and I saw this other uh, this other detergent company, uh, Pol- Polster or something like that. I was like, who are these Purcell. guys? They came out Purcell. Yeah, they like nobody at the party that I was at knew who the hell these guys were, but they. <laughs> found enough money to make a Super Bowl commercial. And I was just like, okay. Well, that's why you don't know, because they don't spend any advertising money on you. <laughs> they hoard it up. And uh, another funny note, the the Bradshaw stain commercial, I I was watching the, the pregame, and he had that stain on his shirt. And I'm telling my friend, like, yo, he's got a stain on his shirt. And he's like, nah, for real? He's like, maybe it's like a ribbon, or he has something on his shirt. I was like, no, bro, that's got to be a stain. So we we were night above a posit, and then sure enough, the commercial comes on, and he has a stain on his shirt. And I was like, "Look at that!" They definitely played that into the whole pregame show and everything like that. So I thought that was interesting, <laughs> but the commercial itself was just pretty awful. It was it was really bad. It was like, <laughs> it was like really bad. Uh, the only thing that saved it at the end was Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, is, that, that's what threw me off the loop. <laughs> the Jeffrey Tambor. And yeah. I was just like, "Oh man!" Like, oh, what the what the fuck is he doing in this? And I'm like online, and they show that there's like teaser commercials leading up to this big one, and they don't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski running a dry cleaner, and Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> like bringing his shit there, and Gronkowski just ripping the sleeves off and eating jelly off of his shirts. Yes. Don't that, uh... do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, the only ones that actually like made me like laugh were uh, the two T-Mobile ones with Kristen Shaw as sort of like the uh, the the SNME sort of Fifty Shades of Grey type of yes like, yes those were those were, those were fun. <laughs> she ate the whole she ate the whole piece of uh, chocolate and she's yeah. moaning on the phone I was just like what is going on this <laughs> is intense those were cute I, those are clever I'll, I'll say that those are clever yeah but yeah aside from that like. Pretty fucking lackluster. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Stranger Things looks pretty awesome, though. I don't know if you've gotten into it at all, but the, the trailer looks pretty badass. Yes, I'm pretty excited I about that. I haven't seen uh, any of the trailers that were shown uh, during the game yesterday, so I still have to go out and, and see that. And was there any, were there any other trailers or like shows announced uh, like that? Yeah, they showed they showed the Logan trailer, which um, I'm sure you pretty much seen the newest one because I think it was the same one that was. That's been floating around online. Um, they showed the new Transformers, another Transformers movie trailer. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. This time Optimus Prime's like a bad guy, though, so it should be, I guess, different. Marky Mark is still in it, so I don't know how good that's going to be. But uh, what else did they show? Um, I can't really recall anymore they were they were pushing a, they were pushing a lot on the fx show the the x-men one i'm, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now legion yeah so they they pushed that one quite a bit which you know it was pretty cool they had like a floating baby and stuff like that and it was pretty different but uh, <laughs> if you want to get my attention float a baby, <laughs> float a baby. <laughs> yeah that's that definitely interesting but uh yeah other than that like I, usually every year people are pretty hype about you know not the game you know, that's what makes the, a lot of people from America, I feel like, watching it. But even still, I think it only had like 113 million views, which is less than, I think, the last two Super Bowls. Hey, um, people, people cutting the cords. And also, yeah. no one likes the Patriots. 
That's very true. That's very true. No one, no one likes the Patriots. All those people that didn't watch knew what the fuck was going to happen. Yeah, I think I, they, uh, Green Bay and Dallas got a higher viewership than the Super Bowl. I read that. If I, if I read that correctly online, I could be wrong about that. Well, it's the internet, so you but, know, it's yeah. all fake. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I can see that. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I, I'd sit here and talk about what I've been watching lately, but like literally, that's all I've had the chance to watch. I have not had a chance to watch yet. What about you? You watch anything currently? Uh, currently, I mean, I don't want to keep dragging the sports thing out, but uh, catching the heat, man. We're balling. Ten games in a row. Uh, we're playing against Minnesota tonight, and we're up 71-57 to 57 at the half, so it looks like we might be going on an 11-game streak. Did I see like, uh, hold the record for longest win streak for a team under 500? That sounds accurate. <laughs> but I kid you not, we're three games back out of uh, the eighth seed in the East, so we're we're... We're coming. If Dion fucking Waiters costs us a goddamn number five or top five draft pick, no, it seems like it seems like it's it's shooting that way. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but but what's the bigger story? Is the fact that we're that we're gonna end up getting an eighth seed with the, with Dion Waiters, or or the fact that we're missing out on a top three pick? I don't know. In five years, it'll be talking about that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. It can cost us so-and-so. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, Lorenzo Ball or something like that. Somebody coming out of the draft. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I have, I'm on the same boat as you, man. It's been a pretty crazy last couple weeks. And I, I just it's just been, I guess, sports that have been jumping in the mix. I've been here and there catching uh, episodes of The Office just okay. uh, to kill time before bed if I'm yeah. like not really uh, really sleepy. Oh, mm. and also mm. season two of The Magician started. So <laughs> If I'm sad about one thing, it's that we lost our fucking discussion about The Magicians. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the topic. <laughs> so uh, the finger dance move Harry Potter adult year show is definitely uh, it's definitely picking up on a good pace in season two so far. It's it's, it's, it's not, quite it's not interesting. Wand magic. It's finger magic. It's finger magic. Yes. Yeah, so it's essentially pop lock and dropping with your hands, and that's how you get your spells casted and stuff like that yeah. instead of using the traditional wand. But uh, I was the same but, yeah. in college. I use my fingers more <laughs> than my wand. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I had two episodes to fucking work on that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, man, that's uh, that's been pretty much what's been going on right now. Just uh, just some sports and some occasional TV, but I haven't really dived in. Like uh, like we spoke last time, I still have to finish Westworld. Yep. That's like on the top of my to-do list before I start jumping around. Yep. In, into other shows. Um, and I'll, I'll say yeah, again, a lot of been. I definitely recommend Insecure. Uh, Insecure, I yes. I really do that show as well. Yes. Uh, Insecure, yes. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the OA, even though they, everybody hates the ending. It's another Netflix original series, I believe. I actually hear um, it around like episode five that you're like, either, well, I guess I'm watching the rest of this, or you just done. But either way, you're not happy. Yeah, either way, you're not happy. So I think I'm going to go ahead and just pass on that one. Yeah, same. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much... Uh, pretty much keeps me going for right now now uh, a lot of free times up ahead so i'm definitely gonna try to jump into some 
some new TV. Definitely going to look at look into Insecure and uh, Westworld is obviously got to get that done by at least the next week or so. Yes. So it should be should be. So maybe we can talk about that. Cool, man. Well, um, yeah. What we'll do next is we're going to take a little bit of a break, and after the break, we're going to get into the show that we watched two weeks ago and see if we remember anything about it. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Welcome back here. Uh, that's right. We watched the uh, CBS sitcom that uh, debuted. Shit, I don't even have my shit up in front of me. What was it? 2004, 2005? Yeah. Ran for what? 11, nine seasons? Nine seasons, yep. 2005 to 2014. That's it. How I Met Your Mother. Um, this was one that you picked. Um did you have like? Do you have any sort of like background? What's your background on the show? What was the reason that you picked it? Uh, I was actually a casual viewer. Um, a lot of people were talking about it when I was in high school, and I was like, "Yeah, man, let me uh, let me go ahead and give this a shot." Well, at the time, you know, in high school, we weren't really watching TV shows like that. Also, so when the Netflix era came about and all our beautiful Friday nights at Blockbuster were gone forever. Uh, <clears throat> I decided to jump into How I Met Your Mother, and I I was able to just binge through. I want to say the first like seven seasons. I was I was through first six or seven seasons before the uh, the last season came along, and uh, yeah, I just I, I loved it. I thought it was a quirky, funny show that you know was you know entertaining. Had a lot of cool actors in it, and yeah, it was great. I mean, it was just one of those shows where you can jump into at any time and and just get into it and just and binge because each episode on Netflix without commercials is only like 20 to 22 minutes long. So you're able to just fly through without a problem. So I've before I may have seen like the stray episode or two beforehand, but before we actually watched it and before you chose it for this, I had never seen this show like and meant to. <laughs> um, uh, and it was it was an enjoyable, very efficient pilot episode of a TV show. Probably the reason why I never really got into it before was because it was around like that peak of of like the single cam style sitcom, sort of like coming to a rise, like you mentioned in The Office earlier, and then you had like Dirty Rock, Parks and Rec. Um, those are like the big ones that really kind of like made that style of sitcom sort of popular. And there sort of became like this war of two sides of, of you know, it's trendier and more, I don't know, you have better taste if you, if you don't watch multicam sitcoms in the style of How I Met Your Mother. Because it's mm-hmm. easy to associate them with like the shittier ones that were on around that time and that network, your fucking like your Chuck Lorre shows like uh, Big Bang Theory and 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 uh, two, two and a half. half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, so I don't want to say that I was a, a snob about it, but I guess I was being a snob about it. Snob about it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Um, but I always knew that there were people that on it that I did like. Allison Hannigan, Jason Siegel, fucking um, da 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 da, uh, uh, MPH, no Patrick Harris, yes, the man who uh, I would like to nominate for the national host 
of everything. <laughs> everything. The show that needs to be hosted. You get Neil Patrick Harris, and if he is unavailable, you get Hugh Jackman. End of story. <laughs> no one else. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so, uh, uh, not the, the only other person I would probably uh, nominate is uh, y- your favorite guy of all time. Tom Brady? Nope. Oh, are you talking about Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> God, that's another thing. Like, totally yeah, kidding. Totally we lost kidding. my Jimmy Fallon rant. <laughs> I, I uh, almost repeated something. I'm glad that did get lost. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. <laughs> but I'll just leave it at fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. For sure, for sure. Uh, so what are your thoughts? What are your overall takeaways on uh, on this uh, pilot episode of How I Met Your Mother? Um, first off, I, I like how every character was introduced with like a like a good. You knew a lot about the guy every time they every time they introduce a character. You feel like you can connect to that character right away. Um, you can tell what that character was going to be like, what to expect from them from then on, and um, I liked a lot how you know. Ted was able to mesh with every single character in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that was cool because it's like he's one way with this, he's one way with them, but it all fits. It's like a yeah. nice big puzzle piece that all, you know, uh, worked themselves out. And, and I felt they had a great chemistry off just the pilot. I felt like they had been doing these shows for a long time. And that's another reason why I really liked the show is because there wasn't a weird tension maybe with Colby Smolders like we talked about it like she seemed a little like out of it in the first episode but um as it picked up you can definitely tell that everything was just you know on the money I feel like they maybe didn't have to do many takes because everything was just so natural which I thought was great yeah uh the cast overall had good chemistry I mean you're dealing with like a lot of of veteran uh actors uh so it's not terribly surprising um, but yeah, and I really liked, I mean, not just, uh, Ted, but like all the characters were sort of interacted differently with different scene partners. Um, and, uh, you know, you were given a lot of exposition and premise. It nailed exposition and premise, uh, in a non like over the top sort of way. That isn't so much to say that the acting wasn't exactly over the top because there were definitely some performances that were like a little playing to the back of the room. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, She definitely had like a few takes where it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's what makes cheesy comedy fun, though. I mean, that's at least for the for the general viewership of people that are that are into those kind of TV shows on a daily, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know I don't come home every day waiting to see what's on my CBS tonight, you know, but uh, at least for those group of people, I guess it, it, it played right into their hands, which is why I'm assuming they got nine seasons out of this show. Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that she sort of like toned that down, but there was a, there's a difference between like Kramer being like incredibly large and animated and it just like coming, it, it just much more believable than I don't know the maybe it was like a, the 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 commitment to it because even when when Hannigan would like do something like that it seemed like it just had the air of her doing it 
because it seemed like she felt that's just what you do on a sitcom like this. Does that make sense? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It doesn't change. She's the same character throughout the entire nine seasons. All right. Good to know. I I mean, get right into it. Speaking of spoiler alerts, um, I thought that this was pretty cool in that. uh, Earlier this season on Picked previously on picked up um we've talked a lot about uh kind of like mystery box shows okay and kind of like from the get in your pilot establishing like this big sort of like mystery of like you know either uh, what's this island or you know like fucking whatever Mm -hmm. um and this is that basically just for a sitcom which you don't really get that often well, at least sitcoms just exist. But the whole premise, the, the, the name of the show is How I Met Your Mother. And it's Bob Saget's disembodied voice <laughs> telling these kids the story about how he met their mother. And what the show does very effectively, so effectively, in fact, that I, I didn't know that this wasn't the case, that... Colby Smulders' character, jumping ahead to the end of the the, the episode, uh, Robin, is indeed not their mother. Like, her and Ted don't end up together. I know, like, Robin eventually ends up marrying Barney and so on and so forth. Um, But I didn't know that they decided that that early, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I found fascinating about the fact is that they casted the son and daughter which uh, I'm not sure, I don't know their names, to be completely honest, but they, yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> uh, they they casted this son and daughter to play that same, you know, spot for the next nine years. And, well, I'm assuming at least the next six to seven years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they, they knew, they knew off, off, off rip that they were like, yo, this is, this is how it's going to be. And we know the end of this story, but we're going to, go ahead and bring you through all these loops and turns and it's just going to drive you nuts as seasons progress, but it's going to keep you intrigued at the same time, which I I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine watching this live, like the night of air um, and seeing and and feeling like, you know, like, Oh, well, I know exactly where this is going to go. And then getting that ending where it's just like, and that's how I met your aunt Robin. I mean, like, Whoa, okay. You got me. Yeah, um, and, and they, they do that often. They do that with a few female characters that play into Ted Mosby's life heavy, and then at the end of the episode, he'll just be like, she was not your mom. And it's like, oh, the kids are just growing more and more frustrated as time progresses through the seasons. And you're just like, hey, these kids knew all, you know, from, from the beginning who, at least who the name of the character was going to be that was their actual mother come fast-forwarding nine years later. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, uh, that's also... <laughs> Another thing that we talked about that I had a lot of fun exploring. So fuck it, I'm gonna bring it up again. Okay. Um, Man, idea... we're referencing our first podcast quite a bit. <laughs> oh, we're being quite self-referential. <laughs> um, but I do love the idea of like, first of all, it's just uh, great for storytelling when you know what your ending is gonna be ahead of time. Definitely. Um, like Matthew Weiner claims to have known what the final shot of Mad Men was gonna be the entire time. Um, uh, 
they probably should have known for fucking lost. Um, and yeah, there's, there's <laughs> merits to like, you know, knowing, uh, uh, not knowing if you're even going to get picked up from season to season, such as, as a uh, uh, breaking bad. Like for those first, like three seasons, they didn't know, like the ratings weren't that good. So they didn't know. So they were like ending each season. It's like, it'd be fine if it ended here. Okay. But, uh, so this like, Good on you, knowing how it's going to end. And you probably also, if you know how it's going to end, have enough story runway in your mind to, like, last you a certain amount of time. And, like, an average length of a successful television show run for a sitcom is, like, seven years. So, like, come around eight or nine years, you're like, ah, fuck, we got picked up again. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What other that, guest that, stars can we like? You know, uh, uh, just offer a as a red herring as who the mother is. Well, who else can we get? Yeah, that was that was definitely that was definitely a great interesting point too because it was it's true, man. You 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 didn't expect them, and you can honestly, I felt like you said you didn't watch the show. Obviously, I, I watched it the way through, and I felt like it became that. It became they're like, okay, you know, we're successful. Let's keep this going. But shit, let's. Just, Let's just start throwing everything in the dryer and seeing what comes out. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it definitely felt like they were either I don't want to say rushing, but I want to feel like they were just running out of topics. So they were trying to just get everything crunched in as much as they could because they knew it wasn't going to keep lasting if they kept writing the show that way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But well, I mean, it's sort of like parallel to the episode itself. Whereas, like, it's if even if it was just this this one episode, it felt like a really solid. Uh, self-contained, self-contained uh, rom-com. Like, you know, it had uh, meet cute, your date, your fallout, and then, like, you know, your redemption and stuff um, with your A, B, and C plots. And it was, it was, it was uh, all in 22 minutes. Um, yeah. They fucking nailed it. Uh, and that's part of what made it, like, so enjoyable. Um, that and just Jason Siegel being charming as shit. Yep, and, and speaking of like, uh, I was I read up on it, and he didn't even want to do the last, I believe, the last season or the last two seasons because he wanted to just venture on. You know, his he got, you know, he was already great, but he was obviously growing in fame throughout the years while he was doing How I Met Your Mother, and he didn't even want to do the last season, but he did it as a favor just to get it done, so they didn't have to find a different way to renew this whole storyline without Marshall there. You know, it was just a yeah. major character. Well, and. From what I understand, they also all, like all got along really well, or at least most of them. I okay. Here's one of my favorite things <laughs> that I uh, liked from How I Met Your Mother over the years, having still not even watched, is they would sometimes go like on talk shows all together, and Jason Siegel and Neil Patrick Harris would do confrontation from Les Miz, and at, like they, there's like three or four clips of them on different talk shows doing it, and it is. Fucking amazing. Have you ever seen imagine. any of those? No, but I will tonight. Dude. Oh, uh, they're and each time they fucking crash it. Uh, oh, I could imagine. I'm definitely gonna be watching that tonight for sure. Yeah. It's it's funny because yeah, like when you know uh Josh Radner didn't really know him from anything. Colby Smolders, you don't really know her from anything. Um Neil Patrick Harris, obviously Doogie Hauser, and then like Starship Troopers, uh, I, before this, saw him in 
I watched him and like the DVD of the the like San Francisco Philharmonic concert of Sweeney Todd, which was really great. In, and that's just really good in general. I rented it in the library. Leave me alone. Wow. <laughs> I am a nerd. Alice Hannigan, obviously. Uh, American uh, Pie. American Pie and Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Um, and like Jason Siegel uh, was Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared. Um, but that was still sort of before all the Apatow movies started really getting rolling. Getting rolling, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's that does tend to happen uh, towards like the end of a run where like people do want to move on and like for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd want to move on too, unless you oh, have yeah. fucking friends money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd still be doing it. Probably relaunch if they can get that money again. That'd yeah. be dope. No, I agree a hundred percent, but yeah, I, I, from in general, the whole episode I felt was, was definitely a good way to hook uh, an unknowing, you know, follower of these actors into into that kind of show like you said the 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 multi um multi camera sitcoms is that how you that's how yeah, you say it multi cam yeah. so um so yeah i thought i thought i thought it was great i thought you know everybody did a great job um obviously if we're talking about like favorites like we spoke about before i felt like neil patrick harris definitely came out of his shell even more so in that first episode and i was just like oh man this guy's gonna be great throughout the years coming for sure trying to like use some more wordplay here is this like the wall all over again like coming out of his <laughs> come on man oh, I didn't even man. realize that I'm doing that Jesus you're, you're <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> um but uh well I mean let's let's go ahead and just um get into oh before that uh, did you have any like favorite parts or uh, kind of like parts that sort of rub you the wrong way? Um, honestly, from that first episode, I can't I can't really say. Uh, there was definitely parts that threw me off in in a funny way, like uh, Neil Patrick Harris being into laser tag as a grown man, and, <laughs> and uh, as we spoke about, yeah, <laughs> and as we uh, as we spoke about it uh, at the last time was. Uh, suiting up for everything when it's not affordable or convenient <laughs> Man. if i if i had the energy left if we didn't talk about the super bowl earlier yes <laughs> yeah you definitely got a lot taken out of you <laughs> insert a rant on all the bro code stuff all the bro bible stuff <laughs> and and how how just just illogical it is to wear suits that much. There's <laughs> too much work, too much money, and for for not as much payoff. Set a low bar, wear a suit, get high fives. <laughs> and ran. That was that was pretty good. Still, even 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 uh, without the yelling and throwing of things. <laughs> did I throw anything? I, I, I probably did. I'm just trying to remember what. Uh, you smacked the table pretty damn hard. <laughs> yeah, that <sounds> right. <laughs> but yeah, nah, other than that, any uh, takeaways? No, man, I felt like, like I said, um, the show may be, may be cheesy to some, but I, I felt that it was it was pretty great in, in the sense of what it was for, you know, them showing you so much in so little time, which was, which was great to me. It was uh, very effective in um, 
in playing out uh, already established heart. Because that's yes. that's also another important thing about a show like this, with the, where it's all friends and 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 it's got to have a lot of heart. And all like the Jason and Lily stuff, or Jason Marshall and Lily, uh, and like Marshall and Barney talking about him getting engaged um, had a lot of heart. And that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the show was uh, was that conversation with Marshall and Barney in the back of the cab, um, talking about how you know sort of anti. Olive Theory. Uh, <laughs> Olive Theory was flawed. Um, Olive Theory being, of course, if you didn't watch, if one person likes olives and the other one doesn't, they're a perfect match. <laughs> um, but it was flawed. And, uh, and, and you know, it was that classic thing where, like, you know, uh, the significant other isn't in the room and he's being asked to be like honest about his feelings, and he's just and 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 he's nailing it, just saying, saying all the right things. things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then like she walks in as as he's saying all those things, and it was good. It was good. It was it was it was a bit cliche, but it was fucking really really good. Tugging um, on the feels, tugging on the feels. Whereas like basically in the same moment chronologically, uh, Ted and Robin. Uh, we're really not nailing that. Like he was supposed <laughs> to be, like doing, like he was supposed to be the weird, quirky, awkward guy, and like get that role. But I don't know, man. It, like they just weren't on the same page. They weren't in sync. Like I, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know the best way to like describe it. But it just it felt. I felt intrusive watching those scenes. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it definitely. That's why I said like the the chemistry was was mostly perfect for everybody except them two, and specifically in that scene where I felt like Colby Smolders and and uh, Josh Radner. And Josh Radner. I was gonna say Ted Mosby, which wouldn't have been wrong, but <laughs> um, you could just tell she wasn't really feeling it, you know, and she and she was kind of over it. I don't know, it was just a weird vibe, I guess, coming yeah. coming from. I think the way I described it uh, <laughs> the first time around uh, was that she seems like someone who has been on just a ton of auditions and this was and, and have like shot a ton of pilots and this was maybe like her 10th or 12th pilot that she's like gone on to film and she's just so beaten down at this point like yeah, whatever. Let's get this over with. This one isn't gonna get picked up, so fucking whatever. <laughs> what? And she does like the Lily reaction. Definitely. But yeah, do you have um? In I mean, we're kind of bashing her pretty hard right now. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for her now. I, I'm. Still gonna nominate Kobe Smolders as our LVP. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. In agreeance. Was there anyone else that even close? Uh, yeah. I would go with definitely. I would go with Lily for sure. Just because yeah. of that same, same you know, overly cheesy, you know, acting. But I like I said that that was the the part she was supposed to play. So I can't yeah. really blame her for that. It was just my least favorite of the fact. Of the show, yeah. Um, for me, my runner-up would probably would have been Josh Radner, uh, just because 
you know, it's uh, my straight white male lead theory in that, like, you know, if the show's plot is, like, running through you and you were the conduit for which the show is to, is to be centered around, um, it's hard to balance all that while still being charismatic and everything. And I understand he's supposed to be sort of like a, a, a sappy schmuck or whatever, but, you know, he uh, could still be interesting or something. Um but yeah, it it was it was definitely Kobe. Um, Kobe. Uh, Kobe. <laughs> who was who was? Uh, now that you've had time to think about it, maybe you've come around to, to the way to, to my <laughs> sense here. Who, the dark who, side. Who you got for MVP, dude? MVP, MVP here. Uh, let's see. Going MPH for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, right, let's try this again. It's Jason Siegel, and here's why. Um, he's funny in every way he needs to be in this episode he can do that over the top cheese he also has those surprising moments uh uh he 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 raises the bar of everyone else around him and he really does like he is the heart of that heart scene that i was talking about earlier the dude's a five-tool player and we've seen his wiener like three times in, in Sarah Marshall. <laughs> we we actually saw that together, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> Later on that weekend that you were up here, you ended up like just playing the movie on HBO Go or whatever. And I and I, and in the podcast I mentioned, I referenced seeing his dick, uh, in in that movie. Uh, uh, but I didn't remember you see it as much as you do. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, caught it was me a lot. off guard. It's like the first one happens. It's like ah, there it is. <laughs> it's like on with the movie, and then it happens like two more times. You're like, whoa! <laughs> That's a lot of Jason Segel penis out there. <laughs> All right, so you you but like his came with says, some really. But like his doctor says later on, it's a good looking dick. It is. <laughs> Get out there. Start using your dick. It's a fine looking dick. It's very true. While he's sitting on the uh, race car, right? The fire truck. <laughs> fire truck in the pediatrician's office. Um, but you made some valid points, and you're you're swaying me. You're swaying me here with this, because uh, I didn't even think about the fact that he did even tie in the sappiness in the episode, where he get you know pulls on the heartstrings and says you know he's funny and sentimental at the same time. Um, but. Yeah, I just felt like MPH's character was just so over the top what you didn't expect to be like, you know? Like, you you know, the bro is is obviously annoying to most, especially well, from what it would have bro- Yeah, but he's playing so... He's, yeah, he's playing very against the type, and it, I felt that it was great. But I'm going to go ahead, and, and you're going to sway me on this one, and I'll, I'll give uh, Jason Siegel the MVP for sure oh! for this episode. These <laughs> episodes more often. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I think it's pretty clear where we stand on this. Uh, uh, sir, would you pick this up? I shall. I will. And I have. Um, as a CBS uh, uh, executive, if I was less Moonvez, uh, would I pick this up? Uh, I probably wouldn't even have to watch it to, know, to, to pick it up. Because it's just, uh, yeah, all right, that one. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> will I pick this up as a person? Maybe someday down the road. 
it, 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 I could see this totally being a show that, yeah, you just kind of flip on, like, as you're going to sleep, and, you know, next thing you know, two months later, you're, like, halfway through the show already. I could see that. Yeah. So, it's one of those. It, it's one of those you can definitely do. It's not like, like, I, I thought it was great, but I, it's not like a Parks and Rec or a office to me anyways, where you can literally just sit down and watch it. No yeah. problem. And just like, fly through yeah. the seasons. It's not a show you're like going to get lost in. Yeah, correct. Correct, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, was there anything else uh, from the episode that you wanted to uh, bring? Oh, here. Here. Okay. Second win. Here we go. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> Motherfuckers, if you're all at a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and something dramatic comes up and you got to leave that bar right away. <laughs> Finish your motherfucking drinks. You live in New York. Those are $30 drinks, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Uh, that one scene where uh, Ted Mosby's going to go get his first kiss from Robin. Uh, they all leave at the exact same time. And I want to say there was a full glass of whiskey, a full glass oh, of wine, oh, and at least two bottles of beer. All the glasses. <laughs> To the brim. <laughs> you best believe I'm running out chugging that thing. No, no, no. Oh, are we in a rush? No, I'm sorry. Too bad. You sit your ass down, and finish his drinks, or I'll catch up later, and I'm gonna be bombed, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish all these before I go. Most fun out of all of us. <laughs> oh yes, that is a valid, valid, valid point, which was. One of the most disappointing moments because we both we both kind of looked at each other when that happened. It's like, wow, they really did leave all those drinks back there. <laughs> it's not a fault of this show, man. That's been happening in 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 narrative forms of entertainment for all time. I'm pretty sure on cave drawings, there's tables with full drinks of of fucking tiger blood being left behind or some shit. Tiger blood. <laughs> I don't know. What do cavemen drink aside from water? Huh? Juice? Ah, probably like juice. juice. Probably the freshest juice. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, that was that was quite the uh, that was quite the big problem that we found in that episode too. That and uh, every time you're meeting at the bar, if you're in New York City, you're supposed to know what exact bar to meet in every single yes. time. Which, which, to the show's credit. You, uh, they at least retconned it a little bit, and you told me that it's the bar that they live above. So, okay, yeah, but like, no one, re- like, do people have like a regular bar? Hit us up on Twitter at Picked Up Pot if you have like a regular bar. Um, that you I can tell your friends, meet me at the bar, not, yeah. not this bar, meet me at the bar, and they know exactly where to go. And- <laughs> And that might be a little hypocritical of me, seeing as like one of my top five favorite shows of all time is Cheers, and that's about <laughs> everyone going to the same bar for eleven years, uh, and however long they were going to it beforehand as well. But no, they're they're all they all every all the characters in Cheers were done. They were done. <laughs> they weren't. <trying> to- <laughs> meet Find romance exactly. in New York City. <laughs> they were done. This is just their their home now. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you're a bunch of like twenty and thirty somethings in New York, like, you're 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 not going to the bar. You're going to 
oh, this bar on the Upper East Side or this bar, uh, you know, Lower West Side. I don't know fucking neighborhood. I don't know the neighborhood of Manhattan. But still, fucking, I don't know. That bugged me. But the, the, that's, uh, you know, I you got it. You're not going to have a fucking new set for every goddamn bar you go to. That's true. It's very you know, true. You're off the hook. <laughs> Fuck it. The show's off the air. Not picked up. Nah, that'd be some petty shit, wouldn't it? That would be some petty shit. <laughs> <laughs> Same bar, toss it out. I don't want to hear it. I need new bars and all my sitcoms. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Other yeah, than man. that, it's definitely picking it up. I feel. I feel like it would be. A, it would be a good. It would be a good run if I was a network head. And sure enough, it paid itself off. Amen. Um. So. Oh yeah. And the ending was sad as fuck, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, it's really like one way you can go if like you tell me like the end of How I Met Your Mother is sad. It's like, all right, well, I can figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets you. It, it definitely throws it you under out, the bus there. What if it turns out he was dead the whole time and he's a ghost? Ooh. Isn't that what loss is all about? It's all a dream or something like that? <laughs> no, they were, they were all dead. That was they were all dead the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I haven't seen loss, but I heard something similar to that token. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, cool, dude. Uh, let's go ahead and um, start wrapping the, uh, the show up here. Uh, do you have any, any plugs or anything? Or, you know, if not of your own social media presence, uh, uh, you can also plug other stuff that you think is just cool. Yeah, um, if you guys want to shoot me a follow on Instagram, uh, Ozzy's Life, O-Z-Z-Y-S-L-I-F-E. Uh, same goes for Twitter, even though I don't really tweet much, kind of just read, more of a Twitter reader. Um, I have a, my cousin's launching a clothing company called All's Apparel, A-W-L-S Apparel on Instagram, if you guys want to go ahead and shoot them a follow. Uh, some cool clothes coming out, uh, more of like a, a legitimate standard, like streetwear stuff like that, some urban stuff, uh, should be pretty cool. If you want to uh, give that a follow and check them out, give them some support. But uh, other than that, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, we, don't, we don't add people on Facebook, from what I've heard. We, we give them follows, right, Rich? So, <laughs> so <laughs> you want to look me up on Facebook, uh, uh, Osmond Kenny's Oz Jr. My dad's a senior, and he has like three Facebooks because he doesn't know how to contain one, and he keeps locking himself out. So he just opens up a new one with the same <laughs> profile picture. So there's that. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yo, check out Osmond's dad's three Facebook profiles. <laughs> it should be popping, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. <laughs> uh, you seen Osmond's dad's latest profile? <laughs> Same default pick again. The guy kills it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, and and hey man, your cousin's got a pretty good photographer up in Chicago too. I mean, oh yeah, like yeah, work, like work. yeah. If you follow the page, you'll see, uh, you'll see a little downtown uh, skyline, Chicago skyline picture. That was a uh, photo my my professional photog Rich Cami over here. You know, helped me out out there in the freezing cold when I was uh, losing feeling in my left nipple. But it was a good tell, time. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. That was pretty, pretty, pretty fun for a second go around. It's pretty good. Sounds like you're about to sign off right now. Do you want to just handle the rest of the show? <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow us on uh, Picked Up Podcast. <laughs> I wish. 
but yeah, uh, go ahead and follow uh, Osmond on uh, Twitter and uh, tell him to follow you back and read your stuff. Um, yes. <laughs> and, I would uh, do that. Yeah, aside from that, uh, pick the podcast at gmail.com. Pick the podcast on Facebook. Um, and of course, you could always uh, find us on uh, iTunes and Google Play Music. Please, it helps so freaking much uh, if you shoot us uh, a re- if you review us, uh, leave us a review, five stars, all that good stuff. Um, it's it's podcast currency, baby. It's the best. Uh, and as always, <laughs> you can find us at arcadeaudio.net, uh, where you find us and the rest of the arcade family uh blogs philanthropy podcasts and more podcasts and more podcasts are coming um your way big things we're working on at arcade audio um and also thank you so much to anybody that um was able to be at the Gainesville Improv Festival uh this past week weekend um and if you watched our father I really hope you enjoyed the hell out of it uh, if you didn't catch the live episode of Our Father, uh, it's actually on the Facebook page. Um, it, it, we did a Facebook live video, so the video's still up there, uh, Our Father-podcast. Um, and also just subscribe, and the live uh, audio will be uh, dropping uh, in the near future. Um, and if you took the any of the, the podcast workshops that myself and Rudy Mendoza uh hosted thank you guys so much um and we look forward to hearing your podcasts in the future in the future the future uh, aside from that let's go ahead and wrap it up ozzy you got any final thoughts man yeah tom brady is the greatest of all time to ever do it oh. <laughs> i'm sorry it's amazing that the last time we ever spoke was recording <laughs> I was going to apologize for making you do this a second time, but fuck <laughs> you. I think I might just delete this again right afterwards. Delete this again right Yeah. Now. Pick it up it's tomorrow. It's really hard to do this podcast when I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, no, other than that, I uh, just want to say thanks, man. As, as, as usual, it's always a pleasure and uh, a lot of fun you know, getting into the podcast game. It's it's definitely different and something I never experienced, so I appreciate you breaking that uh, podcast cherry twice on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and if, if this did prove anything, uh, it proved that your first one wasn't beginner's luck. You're just a natural at this shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate so that. So thank you so much again for doing this uh, a second time, and hopefully it won't be the last. Definitely, uh, definitely. So for Osma Canizales, uh, this is Rich Camalucci saying... <sighs> Uh, Thanks for picking us up, and keep your dial tuned to awesome. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.